A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. Season 5, episode 6 whoop, whoop. of the Black Berea podcast. Jeez. Here in the studio. Right. studio. Shout Mary, out to Mary's back. I'm back. Uh, got Femi's here. Yo. And we've got a very special guest. This guy is like a humble man. Like I messaged him. I was like, let me know what your rider is. You know, I don't know if you want the, the Skittles without the... Just the Skittles <laughs> to take, the out, take out the kind of Skittles. Like, nah, man, I'm a man of God. Well, he didn't, invo- he didn't invoice you. Nah, he just said, just pray for oh, me. So, yeah. I think I Literally. said, I, I, did I say Henny? <laughs> oh, wow, Man, we've got Henny. there's we've no Henny here. Christian Liberty for real. Yeah. That's a different, it's a different podcast. We've got A Star here. A Star, how are you? Good man. First of all, welcome back. Yep, I know. You guys, you yeah. guys took a break. Was it because of COVID? Or? It's just life, just life, life and scheduling. I think it would be the two things. Oh, ask me. I wasn't part of the podcast. Then, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back, welcome Femi, and thank you for having me. Appreciate no, it, my bro. It's definitely a privilege. I mean, bro. we've been trying to have you for years. I, I feel like so. It's, this is the perfect time because. Of what we're talking about in the series and the fact that you're you're about to drop a single so or mm. time it comes out the single will be out outside featuring so quick plug um but when we were doing the when we were talking about the series of like tough questions that christians face <laughs> from skeptics one of the things we were thinking about is the problem of evil like this, that was the the main one like a lot of people that you speak to say i can't really trust in a god who uh has a world where there's so much suffering um and when we we're thinking about how we'll do the episode i thought oh it would be good to have a star in it, you know, knowing your story and knowing your health journey, um, to speak about the vantage point of of suffering um, and what that means for like the Christian response to the question of problem and evil. So, yeah, love, love. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Definitely starting from like the top. Um, like, yeah, just tell us your health journey. Of course, you have you have sickle cell. Um, yeah. How was that like growing up? I literally was just listening to the song you have with Leke, and you were just talking about you know from an early age dealing with the with the, the struggles you had like. Yeah, let, let us know how that was. So um, I've got sickle cell anemia, mm. which is a hereditary disease that affects uh, over 15,000 people in the UK. Yeah. Um, so it's um, a disease that is caused by both parents having a specific type of genotype. Mm. So because my mom has SS, which is full-blown sickle cell, and my dad has AS, there's more of a chance when two people come together with those type of genotypes for the child to have um, sickle cell. So, I grew up with sickle cell, affected every part of my life, man, education, life in general, relationships, um, yeah, it's like, it's a chronic illness, so it's something that follows you everywhere, mm. um, been in and out of hospital for most of my life, at the age of 25, I had a left hip replacement, um, so, yeah, man, something that, that's affected me. Throughout my journey in life, becoming a Christian before I was a Christian, um, so yeah, mm. definitely hidden pain featuring Leke kind of documents that story so well. And I was just thinking about like, okay, I don't know what age you came to faith or if you grew up in like a Christian background, but when you when you did become a Christian, like how how did that affect your your like health in terms of sickle cell? I'm just trying to think of like with aunties and uncles trying to like heal you. <laughs> like, how was your church experience with that? That's a great question. <clears throat> I got all of that. <laughs> so um, I became a Christian at 19. I didn't grow up in a Christian household, but my dad went to jail when I was quite young. When he came out, him and my mum had separated um, and he became a Christian in prison. Mm. Um, so... When he when I see him, he take me to church. So I go to church once in a while, but I didn't grow up grow up in a Christian household. So I came to faith at nineteen, and went to a church where it was very much, you know, don't don't speak about, you know, don't speak about having sickle cell in your life or throw away your medicine. And you know, mm. Jesus has healed you. Or if I'm having a crisis and I'm in hospital, what did you do? Like. What, what sin did you commit for you to be in hospital? Mm. That kind of vibe, um, which is very damaging for someone who is like trying to understand why God has not healed them yet mm. from their from their pain, um, and you know start to f- you start to think, okay, it's me. I'm a sinner. I'm sinful. 
um, and it's my fault. I don't have enough faith. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Where we, when I started to, when I started to be around people that were that knew the Bible, that knew the scriptures, that were um, just bringing me through the genuine truth of the scriptures, and I kind of stepped away from that church setting. I got to understand that. Firstly, we don't go, oh God, anything. And also, you know, there's a scripture that talks about a blind man and the disciples ask Jesus, what do these parents do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For him to, 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 you know, they, they sinned for him to be like this. And he was like, no, it's for the glory of God to be manifested. And, and I think that's um, um, my outlook on having a chronic illness now. Was that process easy then, breaking out from... Because, like, yeah, you I guess you were fortunate, like you said, like you were around people that, you know, kind of taught you the truth of the scriptures and you were able to to grow in terms of your understanding of how you were going through your suffering. But um, how easy was that transition? I just want to know, because I know I know a lot of people that are still are in that situation or in churches, and not to throw shade at any churches per se, um, but just, like, yeah, um, suffering is, like, a direct... Um, direct response to something you're not doing or you are doing like yeah. like you said like oh are you yeah. have you been sinful or you haven't fasted enough or yeah. you haven't given enough tithe and offering and that's that's still and and breaking from that i guess theology is quite difficult for a lot of people yes. even when i have conversations with some people um and even debates with some people it's hard to like kind of break through and, and get people out of that mindset so like how i guess two questions how deep into that did you go when you first became a Christian, in terms of that, the thought of like, ah, oh, yeah, is it something I'm doing or not doing? And how, like, what was the process of breaking that? Or like, maybe just break it down a little bit more in terms of how easy or difficult it was to break out of that, that mindset. Good question. I feel like my suffering got me to that place mm. of I was, I was, I, I did, now that I look back i was half-hearted when it came to saying you're healed in jesus name just speak it just say mm-hmm. it just believe it i was very half-hearted with that mm-hmm. because i'm like i can say that as much as i want but i'm going as i'm saying this to you my legs hurting mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. or i'm saying this and then i'm having a crisis and going to hospital tomorrow so my suffering drove me to understand the truth of who god is mm-hmm. um and you know the psalm says it was good for me that i was afflicted so that mm-hmm. i may know the statutes of god and I, I came to an understanding of knowing that God allows some people to go through specific types of suffering for his glory. Mm. And I had to realise that, firstly, it's not Satan that's attacking me with something. God sometimes allows things to happen. happen. Yeah. But also, it's not myself. Like, getting myself into a position of how, many, how much tithes can I give or how much anointing oil can I buy to be healed or how much can I you know, call my pastor daddy in order to be healed. And <laughs> but I know uh, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, people say pause. I'm not a pause guy, but <laughs> that's gonna, a big pause. Ah, uh, I couldn't. Yeah, calling your pastor daddy is the next thing. That's a whole crazy why thing. Why can't you call your pastor daddy? That's anyway, mad. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. I feel like, didn't Timothy call, call his father and daddy? Yeah, I said, a father and daddy is two different. That's different. That's <laughs> that's different. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I look, I don't call my daddy daddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm my actual father. I don't call him daddy, so enough, I'm not calling. I'm not calling next one. I'm not calling next one. Sorry, bro. Continue. Sorry. You might, as well, yeah, you might as well put a Z in front of it. Hey, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo. That, that's 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 what how yo. I see it. If you call your pastor's daddy, you might as well put a Z there. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, continue. That's, continue. that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but um, I always was in that position where. Um, I, I I was I was I hit you hear it it's the lingo mm. you know speak it speak your healing to existence mm. or you're healed just believe it or I I, I but I just something in me was like this is not it man this mm. is not this this can't be it like I could just speak my healing into existence and then I'm healed yeah like, surely that that can't just be it. you know what I'm saying because what happens is when you continue in that mindset and it doesn't happen. You start blaming yourself Blame and yourself, then yeah. you start to doubt God. Is mm. God even real? Does God even hear me? And then, you know, it's just coming to a truth of my theology changed. Mm. And I started and said, ah, oh, God is sovereign. Mm. I 
And the same God that is sovereign today is the same sovereign God that allowed Job go through all that madness. Job is a great example. And, you know, to the point where your wife's saying, curse God and die and mm. all that stuff. And you've lost everything. You're sick. All of that stuff. But you're still praising God. Yeah. Um, And I had to go through that journey. Unfortunately, not everyone does go through that journey. Um, but I try and encourage people like that. Like especially, uh, I, I got a tune called, I haven't said it in public here, but I've got a tune called Dear Pastor coming out. And Ooh. No, Dear Daddy. Dear Pastor Daddy. Dear Pastor Daddy. But um, I, I talk about it on, on, that, on that kind of song um, where, I, I, you know what, I think leaders need to be held accountable with mm. how you teach your congregation about things like healing mm. because that's something huge in the church because unfortunately we've seen people um, misuse the scriptures yeah. Yeah. Um, and just abuse people whether it's doing the um, what do you call the big when you go to like conference conferences yeah, 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 yeah. And revivals and that revivals yeah. and all that kind of stuff and seeing people come out on wheelchair all of that kind of stuff we've seen how unfortunately the, the some some leaders have just completely destroyed people's yeah. faith when it comes to stuff like that so yeah, I think that's why I even asked the question in terms of how you. Sorry, no, 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 um, because obviously you see the reverse, right? Like, well, the reverse of um, Ali's story in terms of like um, your theology changed in terms of you discovered God's sovereignty, mm. and um, whereas many people it's like, oh, actually, I don't believe in God because you know yeah. how can how can I be told that oh yeah God's gonna heal me and all these things um, and I'm not healed or I'm still suffering. So there must be no God, right? Um, so that process of like actually still holding on to God and God's sovereign will in that time, I can I can imagine quite difficult. Um, yeah, um, I'm, just, I'm just wondering how so some people would say, how can a loving God mm. give you what you're going through? Mm -hmm. Like the conclusion of it must be God doesn't exist because why would he create this world where there's natural disaster, there's cancer, there's suicide, there's mental Ill um, illness, kids die, like all these different things. Mm. Um, whereas you can see it as actually, this is actually God working in my life for my good. And it's not as easy as me just yeah. saying it. it's not because when I'm going through times of pain and um, I'm having to constantly be in and out of hospital, I get exchange transfusion every six weeks. Mm. It's tiring, you know, it's frustrating and... You don't, I'm not always in that mindset of, yes, this is for my good or God is allowing me, God is getting the glory from this. I'm, I'm just like, God, allow me, man. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want this. If you someone else would feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as they used to say that, well, people say that the Bible says God gives his strongest battles mm. to his strongest soldiers. strongest soldiers. And obviously that's not biblical, not true. <laughs> but yeah, I'm saying it's, it's just like, Give it to someone else, God. I don't, I don't want this. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And then I started even growing resentful to my parents because I'm like, why are you not having this conversation mm. about sickle cell? And look how I am now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in a household, just me and my mom. Both of us had sickle cell. Yeah. Sometimes we've both been in hospital at the same time. So it's not always been easy being in that mindset. So I understand people, especially who come from these kind of circles where there's a strong... Um, prosperity teachings or teachings on you know health wealth prosperity you must yeah. be healed otherwise you ain't got enough faith you must give this type of money i can understand why people completely leave that completely yeah but also i'm grateful for those who come into churches where the scriptures are being taught properly mm. um and unfortunately there's a lot that slip away but there's also those who come into the reality of who God is and what the scriptures really mean. Yeah. And unfortunately, I see a lot of them come from black African churches. Yeah. yeah. And I hate to say that because I love my African brothers and sisters, yeah. but a lot of them come from them kind from what we know. We, we yeah, are, I think in the UK, we, I exactly, think in the UK specifically. The yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, you know, a lot of us are first generation yeah. British. Um, so that's where our parents' background come from. Yeah. So I'm not just saying it is yeah. the African church. But a lot of it has been exported from seen. like America. America, yeah. yeah. We can't forget Americans. Shout out Americans. Americans. Shout out my Original influences. Yeah, so, <laughs> can't um, forget them, bro. They're not, bl they're not blameless. Us three Africans yeah. sitting down. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, so a lot of the churches we go to, 
um, or have been to, we see that it has kind of the same pattern. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so, if you, so when you're engaging with like a unbeliever, I'm sure because you because I've even I've seen interviews you've done like where you're you're on the platform with people that are not like professing. Like when they're saying, "I get your story, but I just don't know how." I can live in a world with so much pain and suffering. Yeah. Mm. Like, well, how are you like engaging with them? Like, what are the things you're saying to them? Good question. I think for me, um, understanding that God's sovereignty is something that I stand on strongly. That we should stand on strongly. God is a perfect and sovereign God. We cannot question His will. We cannot question His way, His plans. Um, he does what He does, and He draws men to Him according to His will. Mm. Um, and I think our job is to preach the gospel, um, to share the gospel with people, but also let them know that the world is full of sin yeah. and man is fallen. And unfortunately, the consequence of man's fallen nature is wars, is sickness, is all of that that comes with it. Um, it is difficult to have them kind of conversations, but it has to be had. Yeah. It's interesting because um, I guess... So from a Christian perspective, um, and even in a conversation like with a non-believer, I think um, an answer to that question, Mary, could quite quite easily be like, oh, you know, there's a purpose, right? Like, oh, you know, I'm suffering, or this these people suffering, or but there's a purpose behind it, and you know, you could you could go with the God sovereign, and you know, God kind of does what God does, and, and we trust that God is a perfect and loving God. Um, and we can't, we don't, we, we don't know why God does what He does. Um, but all you could go with the angle of like, oh no, but I'm suffering, or I'm going through sickle cell, or I'm going through this because there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel, or it's yeah. making me stronger, or it's yeah. making me blah blah blah. Um, and I think that's a natural human thing to want to do, right? Yeah. Like even if you weren't a believer, you, I, I feel like you still would want to find that silver lining, like oh I'm going through this because this is what's going to happen at the end of it, right? Um, which is interesting, which is interesting, and I also think it's tough with the idea that sometimes we actually don't know or we won't know. We will never know why certain sufferings is going to happen. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a weekend away with my church and um, the topic was suffering. And the guy that was speaking was um, speaking on Job. And he made such an interesting point in terms of, obviously we know the story of Job um, and the suffering that he went through. Um, and he made a point that, obviously in the beginning of Job, God is having a conversation with the devil, right? And... Um, the devil is speaking to I can't remember exactly, but the devil is speaking to God and saying that oh, you know, Job, will, Job. Yeah, 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 yeah. God said, "Have you considered my mm. son, Job. Job?" Yeah, yeah, he, exactly. He asked Satan. God, God, God is even God even uh, proposed him. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that even <laughs> sent him. But that's crazy. But that, that's not even the point I was even going to go to. But Job, as he's going through all of that doesn't know any of that and someone even pointed out to the fact that the concept of the devil at that time wouldn't have been as prevalent as it is now mm. so even like so for job going through that at the same at that time he has no idea and he, and, he, and he never knows like, the specifics of why he's going through what he's going through. Would it have been helpful for him to know? Maybe. Maybe it would have helped him go through his suffering a little bit easier. The suffering would have still been there. Maybe, But he wouldn't have known, right? So I thought, and he brought that up. And I thought that was so interesting because that's what's difficult. That's what can be difficult, right? I think it's helpful. And I'm not saying we should avoid the conversation of like, oh, this is why I'm going through this. Or this is why that's happening. Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Or it's making me stronger. I'm not saying those conversations aren't helpful but i also think and i'll ask you guys how how do we deal with the idea that oh actually i don't know i have no idea why this suffering is happening i don't know why you're suffering i don't know what i'm suffering um i can't i can't rationalize it i can't but i still have to trust like ali was saying earlier like god is sovereign and yeah. god is perfect how like how do you even i think sometimes how do you the best that? answer yeah. yeah sometimes do don't be afraid and saying no i don't know mm. We've, we've me, done that a lot in this series yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if someone's to ask me why do you have sickle cell it's because my parents made a decision to not talk about <laughs> their genotype came together and have sickle cell mm. um, but why does God allow that suffering I don't know bro yeah what I do know is that in this time of suffering what have I done with that I've looked at the bigger picture is that I still love Jesus mm. and God has created me this way I haven't died from my, my, my sickle cell yet, even though I've in the last two years I've buried like four or five people mm. who have sickle cell. Two of them was in my video. Wow. You know what I'm saying? The girl one of the girls she was fatally stabbed in Brixton. Um 
Oh. Sure, if you heard of a black girl. Oh, star. that girl. Oh, oh, she, had, she had sickle cell. She oh, didn't die from sickle cell. But gosh, one no of way. my boys, Jeffrey, he was in the original Hope Dealers. Yeah. Um, right. he, he died on his 30th birthday last, last oh, year man. having sickle cell. So people do, obviously, I'm just saying that I don't know why I have this or why God allows. What I do know is that what am I doing with my present circumstance? Mm. I'm able to raise awareness, to go on platforms to raise awareness about sickle cell. I'm able to tell people in my generation and in my community, get tested, get mm. your genotype tested, mm. have conversations before you have partners or, mm. or you know, choose to have a child or whatever it is um, before you get married. Have that conversation about having genotypes because this is something that uh, will help our community in years to come. Yeah. I truly believe that this is something that India's putting into place now. But India is saying that within the next few years they want to eradicate sickle cell. Yeah. And India's top three in the world, yeah. countries with sickle cell. Yeah. Um, top three is Nigeria, Democratic Republic of Congo, and India. Wow. Where sickle cell affects people. Yeah. Um, and India are top three, and they want to eradicate within the next few years. How do you do that? Have conversations with people, get people to get genotype tested. I believe if it was a law of two people getting married, we've got to go through, you know, you got to go through them, you know, you go into, if you're getting registry, they sit down, ask you questions. Mm. Genotype should be part of that question. Yeah, no, I heard that. Mm. And if you are, if you have genotypes that would, could have a higher chance, have a higher chance of you having a child with sickle cell, don't get married. Mm. When I met my wife, it's a conversation we had. If I found out that she had the trait, I would not have married her. Mm. Even if the feelings were hot, like yeah, even if I was falling in love and I was head over heels, mm. and I said to her, "What's your genotype?" She said, "Aa, I don't have sickle cell." She has sickle cell in her family, so she understood. Mm. I asked her to get tested again, and I wanted to see the test for myself. Wow. When I saw that she was aa, I said, "We can move on with our relationship." Oh. And she knows that till today. Like I love her, but if she was aa, I would not have married her. Mm. Yeah. Um. So. I just went off for one, but no, it's very, very important. Um, yeah. Especially uh, what you're talking about, like suffering. Cause I think that's one thing, even when I was thinking about this topic about if you're like, if you're an atheist, the idea of the suffering you see in this world is random in mm. essence. Like what kind of life would you even be living? If you, if when you see people going through suffering, you just think, yeah, just random, random occurrence, you know, happens like at least with the the christian worldview there's a sense in which we can tie our suffering to god's sovereignty or the mm. fact that we have a father who loves us um even just thinking about the fact that jesus is called a suffering servant um you know mm. man acquainted with grief um acquainted with sorrows um yeah like that christ suffered um so that we wouldn't have to suffer in in a, in a, in a dealing with sin sense but we actually know even when like lazarus and lazarus dies and that martha's like why do you take so long to come? We have a a a, a savior who weeps mm-hmm. that understands like very very intimate with with the idea of suffering, and that to me kind of yeah that resonates with me far deeper than the idea. Yeah, it's of, not like God is like just watching us suffer and doesn't. No, care. He's, he's not. He's not in a distance. Like, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think that's so important to because I think as I'm getting older, I'm seeing more suffering. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you get older and you see more people die. Mm-hmm. More people struggle with just uh, losing people, miscarriage, grief, mental health issues, you know, losing a job, like so many, so much pain. And yeah, it hits you in a way that I don't really remember having much at 16, 14, 15. Um, And that only thing that can really kind of keep me is the fact that, yeah, God is, God loves us. Like God loves his people. God loves, God loves the world. And I I think if there isn't that, it's like, well, how do you get out of bed in the morning? Like if... If I don't know, like you, you can actually sometimes I don't even want to check my phone because I'm thinking, so might this. So you're gonna see something else. The news. Yeah. You watch the news. Like watch the, they're the, pressing. The thing, even with the news, yeah, it's a selfish thing. But I remember when I was growing up, I used to watch Crime Watch, yeah. And mm. in Crime Watch, they'll be telling us a crime, but it was always like in Aylesbury. Like, oh so fuck! Yeah, yeah. The first case I saw, and it was like East London. I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. Yeah. But of course, you can watch the news and a lot of things. Unfortunate, but they feel very far, far away. away yeah. But when you're like picking up your phone. And you're seeing this, this, you know, like, yeah. oh, like, oh, like that pain, you're really feeling it. You, you can feel it in people that are not even, that's not even your family, but you yeah. feel the pain. And then you actually know you're dealing with your own type of pain and yeah. suffering or even yeah. upcoming suffering. You yeah. know, you're going to lose more people, yeah. you know, Lord willing, 
your, your, your parents live as long as they can, but you can lose your parents, you can lose your siblings, you can lose your close friends. And that is real suffering. Um, yeah. I say all of that to say, <laughs> when dealing with suffering, like, how do you guys, yeah, like, what are the things you guys lean on the most? Like, like, especially when you're thinking about, of course, the present suffering you have and then potential upcoming sufferings as well. Mm. See, nobody wants to suffer. I'm not, and I don't think we pray. Yeah. I don't think any of us are like, Lord, please bring that I, suffering. I think just to answer, I guess I'll tell us myself, I think, so, yeah, so interesting. Because it's, it's a lot easier to be a Christian when you're young, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're not faced with a lot of... That's why yeah. we were all vibey and, like, hype. When we I were think young people's Christians. biggest issue when they were younger is whether they're going to get married. Oh, yeah, that was the biggest suffering, in it? Being single. <laughs> being like, single. Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. Like, not, no, yeah. And, yeah, like you said, the older you get, and, like, I would say God's providence, in a sense... Well, I don't want to use the word God's providence, but, like, I, I am grateful to God mm. that... Um, in my life so far, I haven't dealt with a lot of suffering. Well, suffering, no, sorry. I have dealt with suffering, but suffering in the sense of mourning. Yeah. Or like so, uh, mourning. So like up until like more recently, so maybe the past five, six, seven years, hadn't really been to many funerals, um, didn't know a lot of close people that passed away. And I remember at some point, I think maybe to mid-20s, I kept on saying, man, how am I going to feel when people close? Because it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's inevitable, right? Yeah. Like, you, you can be at a part in your a stage in your life and you're like, oh, you're not even thinking about it, right? You might have moments, like, fleeting moments where like, oh, yeah, you know, actually one day, you know, my family might die, my friends might die, I'm going to die. But you try not to dwell on it. Or yeah. I didn't, anyway. And then the older I've gotten, I'm like, oh, snap. And then people start passing away around you. You're like, oh, snap. And then it, it becomes a fear, like, oh, my gosh, like, eventually I'm going to have to process these things um and of course now at the age that i'm at now it's, it's way more like present in my thoughts and yeah people are like close to me and have passed away and have had now i have had to go to funerals and i say that all to say is that it's been it's been an ongoing process in terms of thinking about how i deal and process those things it's and it I don't think I've gotten to a point where I know how to deal with it or I know how I am dealing with it. I, I don't even know if there's, I've dealt with internally the sufferings that I might even be going through myself or um, perceived. But I think, yeah, what we were saying in terms of trusting that God is sovereign. I know you said this like three or four times yeah. already, but like trusting, I think that's what I've, I've, I've had to lean on. Um, like the fact that God is sovereign, that God is good. Like that has, that has to be my starting point. Like God is good. Mm. And whatever God wills is good and perfect. And he loves us and he loves this world. I think that has to be my starting point because mm. if it's not, then it's way easier to just like focus on all the negative, all the suffering, yeah. all the... Um, so I think that's how I, I try to process it. Um, that doesn't make it easy. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's... Yeah, I don't think it makes it simple, but it helps me get through. Mm. Um, and then being around people, man, like being around like... I think, I think what Ali said in terms of like, when he was going through what he was going through and like having people that were with him and showing him stuff and praying with him and all, all that stuff. I think that's so important, man. And that's why I say all the time to my people, and if you're listening, yeah, and you're one of my people, you know I'm talking to you, be a part of a local church if you can, man. Or be a part of a church. It doesn't have to be yeah. a local church, but be a part of a church, man. Like having, yeah, it's good. It's all good having Christian family and Christian friends, and, and that's good as well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mandating even going to church per se, but what I'm saying is having believers around you and the best way to have believers around you on a constant basis is being a part of a church. Yeah. Um, it's so helpful, man. Those are the ones that are going to get you through as well. Like you can't even just rely, uh, you can, you can, I'm, I'm rambling a bit. Sorry guys. Cause uh, but, no, it's, um, it's crucial as a believer, man. but, but you can do this thing of like, Oh yeah, it's me. It's me and my relationship with yeah, God. Yeah, and it's yeah. me and my Bible and God. And it's me and my prayer on God. But man, all of that. Yeah. When suffering comes and, yeah. and, and when hard times come, Hey, like, it's hard, man. We know it. Like, it's difficult, man. So having, like, good Christian believers around you that can encourage you, that can, you know, give you scripture, that can pray, sit and pray with you, that can even just be with you, it's, it's like, it, like, you can't beat it, man. So, yeah, um, yeah I think, so I guess to, to, to summarise my point, two things. One, trusting that God is good. Um, that's super, super important, um, despite suffering. And, of course, there's an eternal glory that will come, mm. um, um, as well but and two just having good people good Christian people around you to lift to uplift us when um, that suffering comes is is super helpful and super necessary I think um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think what you said Mary of having that thought of our present pain well compared to the glory that comes after 100%. as someone who has a chronic illness that's yeah. that's being my tattoo that's just my mantra like this soon shall pass mm -hmm. I don't know when but 
there will be a time where there'll be no more suffering, no more tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the time I'll be eternally with God, pain-free mm-hmm. in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think when sometimes we have eternity in mind, it allow it's, it, it allows the, the suffering to... It allows you to bear the suffering a bit more. Mm. Yeah. Um, and as a believer, that's that's something we rejoice in. Um, you know, um, what's his name just passed recently? Um, Tim Keller. Tim Keller. Tim Keller, my guy. You know, and, and how old was he? 72? 73. And his family were rejoicing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I remember being my wife, she was saying, it's so sad. I said, it's sad, but we rejoice man yeah. we know where the guy's gone like Honestly. he's gone to be with the lord whatever pain he was in at that time is gone mm-hmm. he's not gonna have that no more for eternity yeah. on that side of eternity and i think about that and i'm like you know sometimes i think about the afterlife sometimes a bit too much because of my suffering yeah um and sometimes that can't that's that you know it could start to go in the realm of suicidal thoughts which is not good, mm. but and which is something that I have battled with in regards to because of my, um, not just because of my chronic illness, because of life as well, but my chronic illness has been a huge mm. part of that. Like, God, I just want to go and I don't want to wake up. You know what I'm saying? But I think when you have eternity in mind, it allows you to suffer more. And no one wants to suffer. It's just, yeah. you know, nobody wants to go through any type of suffering. But the believer should understand that they will have some type of suffering in one way or another. And the believer that that doesn't understand that or or, or kind of shuns away from that um, needs to understand it's going to catch up with you one day. Right. And it's not a thing that I wish on anyone. I don't, because mm. I'm just hearing a lot of God forbids in my ear right now. <laughs> but honestly, I rebuke that. I mean, it but the believer should understand they will go through some type of suffering. Yep. And if you didn't have the type of suffering, of, I don't believe you would understand that God is merciful, mm. He's loving, and grace He can is sufficient walk with for you. you. And His grace is sufficient. Yeah. Mm. When you look at, you know, the same thing with, with Paul. Um, and the thorn in his side. It's only recently that I did a study on it, and it was apparently it was talking about it was like some sort of false teachers that were around that were trying to discourage people from following his ministry or something like that. But I always thought it was like a thorn, like a sickness or something mm. in his side that was just bugging him. Um, and um, but he said he said I pleaded with the Lord three times, take it away from me. Mm. And God don't just say. Sometimes he does heal you. Sometimes he does take it away. But God said he, his answer was, my grace is sufficient. Mm. Because in, in, your, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. How would we know God's strength and his perfect strength if we don't know the weakness that we go through for our suffering? Yeah. Yeah. We have to go through that as believers. That's a word. That's a word. Something I was thinking about when listening to you, because you've been doing music for years. Literally, gospel scene legend, Legend, legend is a no, bro. Guys, honestly, you've got a song. You've got a song. You've got a song with DWE. Is Prince Rapping? Shout out Airs, by the way. Legend. Didn't DWE perform at your wedding? Like, come on, this legend. Yeah, the word legend is not. It's not like bro. You're a gospel scene legend, though. That's that's a that's basic. But you're a gospel scene legend. Facts. UK gospel scene. A hundred percent. What he's got a song with SO. He's got songs with Jason. Bro, you got some, you got tunes. You know I'm a big A star fan. Like not, not too much of my boy. Yeah, <laughs> but you're definitely a gram scene legend. Yeah, Followed yeah, your right. music for years, yeah, yeah. especially from Skyway Studios, Forever Christ. Right. Yeah, but you know no, like, this is way back. Like, they one fan, yeah. I, I was gonna say something. <laughs> Should I say it? Don't say it if it's gonna get us cancelled, please. It's not gonna get us cancelled. Say it, say it, say it. Don't say it. Okay, I'm gonna give you your flowers. Yeah. Yeah. I've been around, the, not around, <laughs> but I've been uh, or, like aware of the UK gospel scene mainly because of my brother. I guess my brother used to do gospel music. Who's your brother? I'm drinking it. Shout out my brother, innit? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you like you were the few ones that was like, oh, he's actually good. No, <laughs> don't do that. No, don't no, do I that. I mean, no, I'm don't not saying there wasn't any other good ones. Mary, I'm, not, there's, there's, I'm not saying I'm not saying there was other good ones. I'm not saying I know what you're saying. I'm not saying Ali's the only good one. I'm just saying, saying, being around the scene, you know I've seen was, a lot of people that. You know what I was saying though. The bar was a bit. I was in the back here. Okay, a lot of it was production. 
and youth. I'm not even lying to you. Well, People you say the production let them down. Some so you had the big boys, yeah. yeah okay. I'll say their names, but you don't have to say their names yet. I'm not saying. But a lot names. of the artists, you can actually tell they just need the time to just refine their. I'm not artistry. sure, man. A hundred percent, because those who've actually continued and are still doing music, yeah, yeah, yeah. still say yeah. these guys are good. I'm not gonna lie to you. I lean more towards uh, what you're saying, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I I believe that um, when I became a Christian, um, firstly I didn't know there was anything like gospel rap or anything mm. like that and someone showed me a, a video of bibles bibles i was like oh Ooh. my gosh bibles, bibles and i was like that's, oh. a, that's a good that's a classic yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. Classic. and i was like right like i want i want to meet all these guys i want to mm. know their stories i didn't know i could rap we, we, me and my boy leo got saved at the same time and we just dropped music he was uh mc very known in the community at the time I was known within my small community of Leighton, Stone and Leighton. And um, we just thought, I didn't know until I saw Bibles, Bibles. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I saw Lecrae. And I was like, oh my days, mm. people are sharing their faith in their music. So you could do that. But the bar was very low in regards to, I feel like not much was expected from Christians yeah. as the sense of bars. I've always been a fan of bars, like lyrics, like, I hear what you're saying. Meaningful lyrics in a sense of, I don't want to hear Jesus loves me, yes I know, for the yeah, Bible tells yeah, me so yeah. in a bar. That no, rhymes, I'll, I'll, though. It does. <laughs> it and that's, and that, as truth as full yeah, as that yeah, yeah. is, I'll skip the track. Yeah, I'll definitely skip the track. <laughs> yeah, there is a sense of, you want a bit of creativity. And I feel like there, there was bars and there was guys that were lyrical, lyrical yeah. ability strong. Like some of my favourite MCs, favorite. as Christians in the UK, C. Favor, uh, Nick Brewer, yeah, yeah. Mi- oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, Mi- yeah, yeah. Man, who was yeah, Leo. Yeah. Um, these these are guys that I look to, and I'm like, Phew. I see, I like I see, solid Seasons. guys. I see was a wordsmith, um, governor, governor, uh, governor, governor was a, a wordsmith and a great writer. Mm. Know that you started now, you got to list every good. There's others, guys. There's others, but he's not going to listen to all. of them. You know, with with them and. Uh, Pressure J after shout as well, but they came from a background where it's like lyricism matters, mm. and I looked to them like these are solid guys. You know, on the rap side, people like Jahazio mm. and Triumph, um, um, S Two from New D. Yes, and like, okay, then we stop. But yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying like there was, I feel like there was, there was a lot of hype. Yeah, and if you just cleared the smoke. There was lyricism in very few, and I'm I'm not trying to big myself up or say every, and people were rubbish and all that kind of stuff, but there was a lot of hype within the whole Christian gospel scene, and you know especially through the funky era and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, let's, so, let's so, so to do that. But yeah. let's be real, because even in my first criticism, I do think like I'm not so harsh on it because I do think there was there was a hype right, and it was like. It was cool, right? Like it was cool to be on stage and rap. And I, I used to always make the joke of like a lot, a lot of like the Christian rappers. I'm not even talking about the ones that like, they even have a name that were famous that we would even know of. Were like, oh, I can make music and my parents are not going to be upset because I'm, I'm, yeah. I put in a couple of Jesus bars. Let's oh, like, yeah. let, let's be real. Like, so parents gonna be prouder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and not only do you not even get longevity with that, or like, and sometimes that, that means the bar was just. Low. So that's when, when I say, oh, I rated A-star because I saw a lot of, one, you're Talent. good. Yeah. You're good. And also I saw a lot of just like, oh, you po- you just like, you were popular in your youth group and, you know, yeah. rent no, studio I'm... one time and then you dropped a track. Like. But there's a lot of people who didn't do Christian rap and they were rubbish as well. But I could give you people who just... What, you mean in just in general? Of course, yeah. 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 There's, so ru- there's rubbish rappers everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, but I was just thinking about just that, like, even from when you did your Swift phases, just from, from when I've heard your music, it feels like recently that you've spoken about like you having sickle cell and like, of course, your charity, Hidden Pain. Like, w- what made you kind of want to like put in your music? You know what, I've actually been talking about sickle cell for a while. Was it like hidden? Um, was it like... Hidden? Yeah, I just maybe one or two lines and I'll keep it moving because mm-hmm. I think I was still discovering what sickle cell was myself. Mm. Years ago, someone asked me what sickle cells. So I was like, it's, "It's something to do with your blood," and I'm always in pain. But the more I discovered what sickle cell was and did research, I could oh. speak about it more. And I always knew that a song like "Hidden Pain" would come out. I just mm. didn't know in what form and when. But when I knew my research with sickle cell and knew how it affected me, um, you know, and 
you know, time I was in studio with uh, Alex E, who produced most of my debut album, Born and Raised. He played the keys and I was like, I have to talk about sickle soulness mm. and how it affects me. And I wanted to talk on behalf of all the people who go through that. Yeah. Um, and how can I do it in the best way possible? And it's just speak about what I go through, how sickle soul affects me. Mm. And that's how it just went everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and the NHS got behind it. So it was a, it was a real blessing. And um, I've always been someone who tries to talk about reality and life in my music. Hence, yeah. I have like the Off My Chest series. Yeah. Uh, the 201, whatever it is, mm. what year it is. Like Even it. though sometimes I skip some years. Yeah, right. <laughs> Adele skips years too. I was just thinking like that. that, you know. Adele like went from 19, 21, then <laughs> 25. What's so the 23? Whenever I can, I try and put out a series. And, and I'm understanding as well, I feel like I found my lane in regards to my music. I feel like I'm a, 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 a kind of, just someone who shares real life in my, in my music, but also how faith combines with that. Mm. I always like talking about my struggles, you know, mm. in my album, I have the song One Click Away talking about struggling with pornography. I always want to be that voice that people are like, oh, no one really talks about that, but I'm glad that someone can talk about it so I know I'm not alone in this. Because mm. a lot of the stuff, like, I've never heard someone talk about having sickle soul on a track. No. We we grew up, our parents yeah. telling us, be quiet about that, don't yeah. speak about that, people don't need to know about it, or, you know, pastors say, don't speak into your life. And it's like, why are you always... Why am I always having to hide how I feel and mm. how this is making me feel? Where mm. my pain is very loud, but I'm being quiet about my pain. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I just decided. You know what? I'm just gonna speak about any type of pain I've gone through. I'm gonna speak about in a track because also that's my sense of therapy. But someone out there can relate to it. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And talk to us about your charity. Um, so I'm starting a charity called Hidden Pain Society. Mm. We just finished the branding, which is great. Uh, we're just in um the time of you know getting everything finalized as my charity about becoming an official legal charity yeah. opening charity accounts having a charity number um, i want to definitely launch in this year 2023 mm-hmm. um, and i want to focus on doing workshops in schools prisons places of worship um, corporate companies which i've already started doing um, and speaking to people about sickle cell performing and broadcasting my song and my video and encouraging people to give blood so I want to do blood drives, you know, where I'm just like getting, do challenges, all that stuff, getting people to come and donate blood for the main purpose of people knowing what sickle cell is, but also black people in our community donating blood. Yeah, like, well, I think you said there's what, 1%? 1% of black people in the UK donate blood. Why do you think the, the black, I know there's, yeah, why do you think people don't give blood? So there's different types of approaches or aspects to it. One, black people um, always have this type of, um, um, conspiracy theory mm. about about blood. What are they going to do in my blood? Where is it going? How do I blah, blah. Two, um, needle phobia. Yeah. So a lot of black people are just shook of needles. People are in general, but yeah. black enough. people just say, like, I see blood and I run and vomit. Yeah. <laughs> three, a lot of people actually sign up to give blood and don't turn up don't to their up. appointments. So then I've the done that before, reasons. you know. I feel yeah, so bad. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, but, so we just need to encourage our community to go and give blood. Like someone like myself, I get mm. 11 units of blood every six weeks. Wow. I go to hospital, I get injected in one arm or another. If my veins are not good, I go into surgery and they put it in my groin. And that um, is a blood exchange. So they draw blood for me for my sickle cell levels to go down. They give me blood. And that blood comes from people donating blood. Mm. Black people are most likely to have what is called the RO subtype which is the best blood needed for sickle cell patients. Mm-hmm. Also, for those saying, where's my blood going to go? Um, there's an app now on the NHS, um, and they say to you, your blood is going to a children's hospital. Or oh, wow, that's fantastic. your blood is going to a maternity ward or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? You yeah. get to know where you're, not who exactly it's going to, but you kind of have an idea. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I just want to change the narrative about things like chronic illness, even organ donation. When you have that conversation with your family about you know elder elder people in your family when they pass would they like to donate their organs there's people that are on waiting lists for new kidneys uh you know all of that kind of stuff is it's important to have these kind of conversations because we don't have it enough in the black community mm. yeah. so 
So what's that process? Every six weeks you get a blood transfusion? Yeah, so I go into hospital and they um, inject me in one arm and in another. And again, if my veins are not good, then I go into surgery and they've got to put a huge tube uh, injection in my groin. So they put local anesthetic and they put injection in my groin. And that's the process. So they drain blood from me and then they give me 11 units of blood. And that keeps me going for another six to eight weeks. And that's to prevent crisis? That's, that's crisis. to prevent crisis, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Because yeah, I was on a certain type of um, medicine called hydroxycarbamide. But when I got married, they told me to come off it if I want to have children because it's a type of chemo and it can affect the reproductive wow. system. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, we had to, I had to come off that and I was having crisis back to back. Mm. And they said, right, we're going to put in a transfusion program, which has really helped. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, man. I had like a nothing but the blood, saved by the blood angle. Jeez. Wow. Well, wow. You know, people don't forget. Yeah, people don't understand. So yeah, people may have forgotten. If you lot know about Mary Promise. Hey, oh hey, talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. That Do you lot know that this girl here has bars? <laughs> yeah. I, no. I remember the first it. time on Facebook, Ali, I, I saw this you. black girl sitting on, um, standing up on her stairs Spitting bars. I haven't seen. I haven't seen her very rap, you know. Ali, I was just heard about music it. And I thought, no, 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 I couldn't do this. Mary had, had bars. I had to hide some songs. I literally said, oh, no, right, I can't right, do right. this. Yeah, oh, we all have them kind of songs. You know, it's like I don't want the world to hear this. Yeah, but Mary had bars. Yeah, I should come back in it now. I can't come back. It's one quick sixteen. No, no, no way, no way. But yeah, talk to us about your new single outside. Okay, so you dropped your album, Born and Raised, what twenty twenty, just before the just before pandemic. Got it, man. Because that's my baby. I feel like that's my my debut album, and it just dropped at a bad time. Mm. Very very bad. I remember we went to the launch. You did the launch thing in the yeah. uh, That was and that was March 2020, and the week after that they announced lockdown. Mm. Literally one week after they announced lockdown, and and the whole world just shut down. I didn't get to tour my album. Didn't get to do a show for it. I'm always battling whether it's too late or whatnot to do a show for Born and Raised, but. Yeah, I'm working on new music now. Mm. I'm doing either. I'm still still pondering on whether I should do an EP or album, but I already have a name for it. Um, hey. But we'll drop that on Blabria. Hidden Pain Society. Excuse. I will do when when I when I'm closer to it, I will okay. do. But I've got my um, new singles outside that's uh, dropping um, in July. I've got uh, another single dropping. Oh, and then. The remix to that is dropping. Ooh, and then September, I'm dropping Dear Pastor. Jeez, I can't I wait for Dear Pastor still. Dear Pastor, just need to... Did you have the... You had the tune of Esso when you were talking about... Was it you and Esso that were talking about Spack? Not Spack. No, that was Esso by himself. Wasn't that was it? Esso. Esso was, was Esso. talking about... Um, it, it was, um, it's, not, it's not one of them tracks. Full Saturn. What, me and Esso? No, I'm saying... No, the one Dear Pastor. Dear Daddy. Dear Daddy. Dear Pastor is about... Uh, it's a story again as I like to approach things on behalf of a lot of people mm. that have gone through things in their upbringing but also shedding light on those who are truthful in, and faithful in preaching the scriptures but also sharing the experience of those who were either victims of false teaching or things like that so I never want to be one that just bashes the church and all of that stuff is you're doing it wrong or whatnot but I also we just have to call things out sometimes yeah. for what they are so yeah. that's just the kind of picture I'm trying to paint so I'm trying to get the right video done um, you know I just need the money I hear you man guys Mary's got single. that. I ain't got no money. I need that black Berea money. <laughs> to, to there we go. What I was going to say Everyone knows about that is, black um, money. Yeah. Have you know, like, Shailene had a tune back in the day where he was actually directly calling out Yeah, pastors. yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing, I'm what not do, doing What do you that. think about that? Because you, you, you've spoken a couple times now about calling pastors to account, especially those who are false teachers, so you wouldn't, like, say. Um, like, what do you think about that? Good question. I feel like, Obviously, America's different to what we have here, but a lot of us also did grow up uh, in our faith, seeing the, your T.D. Jakes and all of them guys. So he, he rich, literally said names. Over here, we have we can't deny that we have seen the SPAC nations 
that have come and I'm not a fan. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan and um, unfortunately just, you know, what hurts me, I've never spoke this about this on a public platform, but what hurts me was the Hope Dealers thing because I was close to all three of them at the time and it's just the way that went left because of the whole Spat Nation thing was frustrating and I think me knowing people personally that were victims of Spat Nation and their whole the thing the way they were doing things there's sometimes you can't be quiet about these things because people are genuinely victims of um, corruption within your setting that you're calling the church Um, people have been you know abused by just the nonsense that's happening there. It's, it's interesting. Sorry to interject. But it's interesting, just the idea that we shouldn't call out people because would we say the same thing about politicians? or corrupt? Like, Would we say, yeah. oh, Christians shouldn't call out like corrupt politicians or corrupt? I don't know. I struggle sometimes, you know. You know, no, okay, let me tell you what I struggle with. I definitely struggle with like YouTube pages dedicated to just... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's different. different. I yeah, like I, yeah, I agree stuff, with you yeah. on that one. But yeah. even with the, like, I felt like I need to be, I want to, so like, someone will send me a clip and be like, look what these men are saying. I'm like, I need to hear the whole sermon. It could have been a right. yeah, could yeah, pull yeah, it out from it. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But of course, if you actually you if you know people in that context, yeah, and you know they can tell you what they're saying, yeah. I mean, there yeah, are no, I don't think you, you, call want, people. you need to protect people as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you should call people out like willy nilly, like just oh, like without any like true understanding of what's going on. Like, I, yeah. I, I'd be against that. Like seeing a clip, like was that the, like the whole Mike Todd thing? Like everyone yeah. had everyone has something to say about Mike Todd's um, play. Um, that he did uh, but I'm sure loads of people didn't watch it um, and I actually sat down and watched it and I'm not even the biggest fan of Matt Todd not to call that Matt Todd but I'm just not I'm just not a fan but actually watching it the whole play I was like oh like a lot of the comments that was made about it were a little bit like some were a bit speculative and some weren't like without the full context of the actual mm. play so yeah I, long story short I'm just saying that yeah I don't I don't think people should be calling out I'm, yeah if you've got a YouTube page what all you do is like, yeah, it's not, yeah. if you've got Shade Borough for Christians <laughs> like, I just don't like, it's, not, it's not necessary is there, but is there a Christian Shade Borough? I don't think there, there is there probably should be <laughs> that, that's the heart of jobless <laughs> Christian <laughs> Shade Borough but that. I oh do think I do think that sometimes that narrative of oh we shouldn't call out prevents because I had this debate so many times with uh, SPAC specifically about oh like especially early stages of SPAC like oh why are you talking about them they're just a church blah 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 like should we be calling out people and then you see the damage that's happened and actually maybe more people should have called them out early early as in yeah people people kind of jumped on the bandwagon eventually (laughs) but early people should have been calling them out because they were a danger to people and it was a clear danger especially to young people as well exactly so i I don't think we should be scared because like same way you would call out a corrupt politician for example um if there's someone corrupt and we know it's corrupt this is not again a td jakes that's you don't like some of his sermons oh let me call out td jakes or blah blah blah. no it's not that it's actually no this these people are damaging um, yeah. And I think, as hard as it is to say, sometimes, like, the churches that we've spoken about, in terms of prosperity and healing especially, that can those churches can do a lot of damage. And it's a blank... I'm not saying as a blanket statement. I'm not saying every oh, church sure. that preaches yeah. that is damaging. But there are some oh, yeah, for sure. that actually might need to be called out. And it's hard. It's a hard conversation to have. I actually know... I'm not just going to be um, generic and say, oh, yeah, these churches can't... Actually, no, that church... Yeah is a problem yeah. and we should talk about it. So yeah. I think there's a balance. Like, I think yeah. it, I think it's yeah. maturity. I don't think everyone should be out here on Instagram like, oh, don't go to this church yeah, or this pastor. Right. I don't think that should be happening. Yeah. But I think as Christians, we probably do have a responsibility to say, oh, actually, my people or people, our neighbours are in danger yeah. and yeah. we need to do whatever we can to like avert them from that. Yeah. And there um, should be space for open dialogue. Um, for, you know, I think, one thing I appreciate about leaders that are humble is that they are able to have conversations about things that are uncomfortable, people that think people don't agree with. I remember around lockdown times, I did a, um, I hosted a, uh, what was the app called? Um, Clubhouse. 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 I hosted a Clubhouse chat on God and therapy um, and an African pastor came on and he said, I just want to say those bare people in this, it was like conversation about God and obviously counselling. And I think a lot, some a topic came up about, you know, African leaders and parents 
and therapy and how they view it, that kind of thing. And the African pastor came on, he said, on behalf of pastors in the African community, I want to apologize mm. for um, discouraging people to go to therapy. And, mm. and I was like, this is what we need. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like he spoke for our parents' generation. Um, and this is the dialogue we need to have. Because even a lot of us have difficult conversations with our parents that we can't have because there's this whole African pride of, yep. I can't speak to you, you're beneath me, or whatever, mm. kind of stuff like that. So we need to be able to have these kind of dialogues with, you know, pastors need to be approachable where it's okay for someone to come and say, I don't agree with what you said, or could you explain that more, or why did you say it like that? Or when you said this or acted like this, it made me feel this way and this is why I left your church. All that kind of stuff. And there's just a lot of great areas that unfortunately pastors are not willing to, to touch. And real pastors are able, for me, it's just those that are just humble enough to say sometimes I got it wrong. Yeah. Or I'm willing to learn. Mm. Or, okay, you don't agree with me. Why can we have a, a dialogue about it? You know what I'm saying? Like the, the church we go to now, the pastor says like, Let's have a conversation. If you disagree with something, let's talk about it. If I've hurt you, being approachable as a mm. leader is very important. Mm. Responsibility, being approachable, being accountable. Mm. And unfortunately, we don't have that a lot in the leadership that we see today. Mm. So when are you going to start your church? I was going to say, when you putting on the cloth, you yeah. ain't going to... Uh, uh, that pastor title is, that scares me to my core. Yeah, yeah I'm all right with just... Being brother Ali, I'm, I'm visiting your church though. When you when you, when you when you decide, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> when you decide, I'll, I'll I'm good, man. I'm so good. EPs when is when is that EP out this year? Uh, I don't know because okay. I don't know if it's an EP or album yet. Okay, but it will be early 2024. This this year will just be focusing on my charity and my singles yeah. coming out Sweet. and getting some Black Berea money. <laughs> yeah, um, how can yeah. people support the charity? Um, when I uh, please follow Hidden Pain Society on Instagram. Um, so we're about to launch our Instagram page soon. Um, and then when we launch as a charity, you'll be able to um, donate financially or come down to blood drives that we will be doing. So I want to go to, I want to do a church tour mm. where um, if you are a black person, part of a church where you have predominantly black people, Oh. I want to come to your church. My church is out then. I can give you. I can give you. A list. You can come to my church. <laughs> my Black. church is out. Is it? We're, 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 minor, we're minority. Out. Oh. <laughs> we're minority. Yeah. <laughs> my church. But um, if you are like your church, I know because <laughs> I've I've the visited Blacks. your church a lot mm -hmm. of times. You guys, um, if I can get ten minutes in your session, in your Bible study or your your church service to come and speak about sickle cell. What I want to do is bring someone from the NHS there. Mm. Um, we'll be partnering with the NHS and they come to our event where, wherever I'm doing a workshop and people can sign up at that time. Mm. Also, it. what they're able to do is come with me and do checks. I think it's finger prick checks mm. and to see um, if you're eligible for giving blood because a lot of people can't give blood because of um, iron. low iron. Mm. So... Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of things like they told you to stop smoking weed for a bit. So, bro, you're gonna have to yeah, you have to stop for a few months. Yeah. Before I know you're struggling, but no, I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pray for me. Christian liberty, so. isn't it? That's not Christian liberty. Yeah. That's not, not Christian liberty. That's a different topic. Should Christian smoke weed? Is that a different? That's a whole that's different podcast. Liberty, bro. That's illegal, bro. Guys, I don't smoke weed. I don't. I don't. I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke. I've I, I, I got some fun questions. Okay, uh, let's go. I don't know where this. we are time wise, right. but Edgy's not here, so crack on. Two, two, you gotta give me two lists. Okay. Uh, you know, you're, you're an artist, so you gotta give me a list. You gotta give me top five uh, UK artists of all time, and then top oh, five, wow. top five gospel rappers of all time. All right. So give me you, give me gospel rappers when first. When you say UK. Artists, that's very broad. Uh, rappers, rappers. So I think rappers could be grime, could be MC. So grime and rap together, yeah, yeah, together. Because yeah. I have, I'm very particular with these oh, things. Gosh. Oh gosh, I have rappers and I have Jeez. grime MCs. Okay, so you're saying together, together, yeah, yeah, together. Gospel first. G give me gospel first. Give me gospel. Uh, did first. you? Is that UK? Or was that worldwide? So gospel can be worldwide because like there's like two good or three. I'm joking, but there's loads, guys. There's loads of great UK What's gospel rappers. Melvillus, hey, shout out Melvillus as well. Shout out, um, Bear them. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing. I think I'm playing. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna keep UK. I'm gonna stick to UK for gospel. Gospel. Okay, cool. Of all time. All time. Jeez. I know names. I know one name. Are you saying top five? Top five. Ooh. Five is tough, but is five is tough. <laughs> five is tough. Five is tough because I have recent and I have old. Mm-hmm. So now you gotta give me five, man. I'm not giving you ten. You gotta give me five. Let me give you in order as well. Seven. Come on. Let me give you seven. Okay, seven. And okay, number of completions. Okay, if, if, if it's seven, you gotta give it to me in order. No, oh, oh, what's no, this, man? Uh, come on, bro. You gotta put him under pressure, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. It's for the views. It's for the views. Seven UK gospel. Okay, guys, give me seven. Give me seven. Of all time. Yeah. Because I'm an MC and I appreciate the art of lyricism, yeah. I'm gonna say Jahazio. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Favor. Hundred percent. I'm gonna say Nick Brewer. Okay. Like, you ever do gospel? But anyway, sorry. Yeah, throw it for yeah. another day. That's the thing. That's my brother. Though. Nick Brewer. Would he? He started in like he was. I would, Hello, say, I would say it's gospel. Yeah. So I'm gonna put Nick Brewer. Okay. In so how's your favourite brewer? At least four more. Ooh. I have to put Miss Man in there. Okay. That's the boss. I'm going to put... Of all time. I have to put Dwayne Triumph in there, you know. Seven, seven, seven. I'm sorry, bro. Shout out, shout out to that's, that's why I need 10 because there's guys that I said 10. I no, dude, mention. just put honorable mentions from. Come on, man. All right, cool. I'll do that. Um, so that was doing Triumph. And then I've got. Is that five or six? That's four, I think it is. Nah, you said nah, Triumph, yeah. Favour, Miss Man. Nick Brewer. Nick Brewer. That's what you said, right? And Jarazo. 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 These are people that I genuinely enjoy listening to and okay. I, I get inspired. Do you know these people? Do you me? know what yeah? I've known everyone he said. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. I rate me, man. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it to a bit of new school and I'm okay. going to say Joe Joey. He's okay. good, you know. I really like him. I like Joe Joey. Is that the one who has a song with Marvelous about heaven? No, no, no. Yeah. no that's uh, still uh, that's still uh, still shady. Yeah, a group, though. But yeah, yeah. Okay. But Joe Joey's got a Joe Joey's good. Yeah, he's I good. think Joe Joey is... Such a cold MC. He's got that South London grit yeah, in his voice. <laughs> and I think he could go very far. And I think I'm going to say... Let's go for one more. I like Still Shady, by the way. Is that his name? Still Shady? Yeah. I like Still Shady's cold. Yeah, I like him. I have to put Marvelous there. Marvelous is I'm going to say... I, I was like going to say it's, it was either between Marvelous and... Um, Vontae Grace. Okay. Yeah, that's the only one I don't know. Um, Vontae Grace, up and coming guy. Okay. Very okay. good. We got a song together. Ooh. Okay. Signed to the, oh, to sign to the label. Yeah. Oh, that's coming out soon. No, he's, he's, it's on his, uh, oh, his, thing, oh, his project. Yeah. I was going to say, no, SO, you don't, he's in America now, so you don't call him in the UK. S, 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 I have to, you know, SO is like, for me, SO is like DWE. <laughs> no, they're completely different. Okay, yeah, when yeah. you say DW, DW, I never put him in my top five because he's in his own category. And he doesn't even. SO is like, the SO is the best one, if not probably the best songwriter I know personally. Mm. A great songwriter. He writes songs, he's got bars. SO, I, I feel like it's a disrespect me putting SO in my top five. Fair enough. I'm a huge fan of SO and I think he stands alone. Mm. Um, Governor, you gave him seven. Yes, you gave me seven. If you gave me ten, okay, these cool. would all be. Yeah. So I'm gonna go for for my seven. I'm gonna go for Melvilleus. Okay, but I want to give a huge shout out to Governor, Faith, Chart, and Pressure. Mm. Very, very great artists, all in their own lane. Jay Vessel, um, great artist in his own lane. Um, but you can understand I'm a lyricist guy, so mm. I just. That's the thing. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a decent list, yeah. You didn't put no. co- Convert MC, but... It's, it's <laughs> Who? Convert. Convert. A shout to Convert shout. MC. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Are you doing top five? Yeah, top five. Top, top five, five UK, UK artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is Rap and Grime together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Rap and Grime has to be... Gets is number of one. Mm-hmm. Justin Clark. Uh, Kane Robinson. K's got to be in the top five. 
No? It's hard because I have is grime it? and I, I want to put my grime in my okay. rap, but I will not do that. Okay. Because my top three grime is Gets, Dot Rot, and Ice Kid. And that will never enough. change. Mm-hmm. Ever. He know. said ever. I don't know, Ice, I don't know if Ice Kid could make it. What? Ice Kid's not making my top but for, bro, three. The it's the not, not my list, is it? Well, it's time, not making my top three. Ice, Ice Kid did music was 2007, 2006. He released a couple of things afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Just here and there. But he's forever called to me. Top five UK artists. Uh, Gets, Wretch, Kano, Chip, and... Uh, that's a strong four. That is a strong four. That's Chip, a strong Chip wouldn't four. be in my top five, but... That's a strong four. Artist overall, Chip has to be in there. The guys, that's yeah, a strong just, four. So listed, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know who you're Gets, Wretch, Chip, Kano, and... I'm even trying to think. I'm saying I wouldn't put Chip, but like, who would I even put above him? Skepta. Skeppy, Skeppy's got to be in there, man. Top five? Is he top five? He's definitely in my top ten. I don't know if he's top five. Who's your fifth? I don't know. It's hard, you know. Even though I'm struggling, it's kind of hard. Okay, that's a strong top four. Jay Huss would be in my top ten as well. What? You listen to Jay Huss? Did you not hear his last song? I, I, I listen to gospel, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Devlin who? I listen to, uh, what's that, what's that group called? Um, Maverick C? That's the one. Get out! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, don't kill me. But by the time this episode drops, single outside featuring SO will be out. Yeah. Jeez, More music from A Star coming out. The the Hopefully an EP slash album or album coming out soon. Hopefully. Touring, everything. Um so happy you're here on the pod with us. Appreciate you. Appreciate, Appreciate, you, Appreciate your story. Um hopefully it's encouraging in terms of dealing with the actual topic of problem of evil and also how you know Christians navigate the topic of suffering. So hopefully it was encouraging for you. Guys, let us know what you think. Let us know who your top five artists are. Let us know if you know who Convert yeah. MC is. <laughs> Shout out Convert MC. Shout out to Convert every Shout time. Convert no, every but A-Star. Thank Convert's you so about if you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Very active. That's it. We're done, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs>